We should feel fortunate, or perhaps lucky, to have with us Stephen Durrell, Executive Director of the Kansas Lottery. He's going to help us dive into the onset of legal sports gambling in Kansas. The legislature struggled with this policy issue for years as other states piled on to what used to be the domain of Las Vegas. Now, maybe about two dozen states have sports wagering. Mr. Durrell, welcome to the Kansas Reflector. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you doing this. So, Governor Laura Kelly placed the first wager under the new law September 1st. And with the opening bell, she dropped 15 bucks on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the NFL Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wise or foolish? Yeah, I think it's wise. I'm not sure she didn't bet on them to make the playoffs. I didn't know. I don't remember she wagered to make them actually have the win oh. the Super Bowl. I thought she wagered to have them make the playoffs. I, she was hedging. Second. She was hedging on her Kansas City Chiefs fandom. She's being a responsible gamer. She's not. <laughs> she's not overdoing, overplaying her hand. So I, okay. I don't know. I'll have to double check on that. But she did certainly place a wager, uh, fifteen bucks on the Chiefs in some capacity, mm-hmm. and of course the fifteen dollars was in honor of uh, number fifteen, Patrick Mahomes. The so. quarterback, yeah, the franchise mm-hmm. quarterback. You bet. All right, so get serious again. So you may have some preliminary statistics of Kansas' interest in sports wagering, legal mm-hmm. betting. And what do we know so far? Well, you know, we, we launched, you know, we had a soft launch uh, as of today's date about a, almost a week ago. We launched on at noon on the 1st and trying to come up with an accurate representation in that amount of time of where we are wagering-wise and revenue-wise is just really difficult because obviously with the platforms having a lot of their promotional incentives to try to get people in there to wager a lot of that would be reflected in the win loss column essentially because it counts as you know money that they're not earning that's money that they're spending mm. so um, as we get further out you know in the weeks upcoming it'll be a much clearer picture of where we are on uh, on wagering and who's earning what and how the money is being uh, distributed throughout the statutory requirements but right now it looks like um, you know wagering is a very healthy uh, venture right now in the state uh, I heard sort of anecdotally that um, and this is just this actually, you know, forgive me for quoting another reporter, but another reporter quoted me today that um, like se- almost seven percent of the population in the state of Kansas has registered to place a sports bet at this point. You're kidding. That's the number that they were throwing around. I don't know if that's true or not. I literally just heard about an hour ago and haven't had a chance to check. But that uh, seems to be the number that's being used by um, certain uh, uh, certain companies anyway. So we'll have to wait and determine whether or not that's true. Well. Yeah. Okay. That would be amazing already. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it, it seems like a pretty high number in that first week. But if you think about all the people that were wagering, uh, as we talked about, illegally mm-hmm. before uh, sports wagering became legal, and then all the folks that are now able to wager legally in the state on any number of variety of things, and the people that are out of state that want to come over and wager, particularly from Missouri, from Oklahoma, from Nebraska, and coming over and wagering, you know, just crossing the state line, placing their wager and going home. Um, that number is pretty considerable, considering that Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma. I mean, Missouri potential is huge because you have the Kansas City market, but right. also in Southwest Kansas, mm-hmm. you have you have the Pittsburgh casino down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So to clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these casinos, there are four state-owned casinos. Correct. Two of them are operational in this? Um, all four of them have their mobile applications up, and some of them have more than one mobile application running. Uh, the in-house sports wagering, which you would consider would be a typical sports book like mm-hmm. you would envision in Vegas, those mm-hmm. are up and running in two of them. Uh, the Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway and then Kansas Star Casino south of Wichita. Both of those are up and running. The other two, uh, Boot Hill and Dodge City and uh, Kansas Crossing in Pittsburgh, 
they are envisioning getting those done within the next, I, what we've been told is three, four, maybe five weeks. So they're, they're definitely rolling towards getting it quickly done. Okay. All right. So let's back up a little bit. Okay. The, the law says the four so-called state-owned casinos, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Dodge, Mulvane, Pittsburgh, are engaged in this sports betting enterprise. Mm-hmm. The tribal casinos, which exist in Kansas, maybe several, uh, they can participate in, that, in this too, but they, can, mm-hmm. they need to negotiate with the state just like their original casinos were, were brought into. Correct. There are two avenues um, that we are determining into the... The issue I think that anybody who reads Senate Bill 84 will have is there's a lot of gray area in, in Senate Bill 84 and what the legislature intended, particularly for casino wagering and then particularly for what they later call marketing entities, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, and then also Kansas City Sporting and uh, Kansas Speedway. There's a lot of they, they didn't really drill down into exactly what they meant. So we're trying to fill in a lot of the blanks as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, with the tribal casinos, they made it very clear that they had to renegotiate the four compacts that the tribes have with the state okay. because they expressly prohibit sports wagering. And um, particularly, um, they are, they're prohibited specifically from offering sports wagering, traditional lottery, and paramutual racing, which is what you would expect at the time that the, the, the uh, compacts were created. So the legislature gave the tribes the opportunity, if they asked for uh, compact renegotiations to allow sports wagering, um, those they could then in some way, shape or form start to offer sports wagering, whether or not it's going to be able to be on reservation at their individual casinos, whether it's a mobile application mm-hmm. or, um, you know, via you know, the entire state. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of gray area we're still trying to fill in there because, you know, like anything, when you read, um, you know, when you read something, a lot of people come back with different opinions about what it is that you know they no may, may or may not be entitled to. So we're trying to work that out. We obviously value uh, our tribal partners as as a way to you know be able to have sports wagering in some way in the future. But exactly how and when that's going to work is what we have to do. Now, if you read the bill that you know the if the if the tribes have the ability to offer sports wagering statewide, like you just said, in a way that is very comparable to the four casinos the state owned and operated gaming at the casinos, what we call our casino partners, um, then they have to have a contract that's substantially the same or similar to what the contract that the lottery gave to the casinos has to be. So whatever it is that the tribes end up with, if that's the route that we end up going, what you see with the casinos have right now is going to be very similar to what the tribes similar have format. Offer. Yeah. All right. Just to say out loud, who regulates all of this? The Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission is the regulator of all uh, all of that gaming. Um, the you know it's you know I'm, I'm sure your listeners know because they're very savvy that the Kansas is very different in that. For gaming to operate in the state, gambling specifically, um, it has to be state-owned and operated. So, therefore, the state owns and operates the traditional lottery. They own and operate. We own and operate the um, casino gaming with our casino partners being hired to handle the day-to-day activities, the management of those you know facilities, the casinos, what you would think of. And now then with sports wagering through the casinos and then the mobile platforms. Um so the the lottery owns you know the state owns and operates all of that gaming through the lottery so the lottery owns and operates the traditional lottery and regulates the traditional lottery owns and operates casino gaming and then owns and operates now sports wagering um the kansas racing and gaming commission who is very good at what they do and have been very uh, good at trying to get this done in a very short amount of time um 
regulate traditional casino gaming and now they also regulate sports wagering so they are the regulators the lottery is the owner and operator so that's the easiest there's a state remember. tax rate on this of um the tax rate is um well it's not really a tax rate it's more of a i mean i've heard 10 percent thrown around as sort of the number um you know the the numbers are pretty clear in how you know the you know, 95% of, of wager of money in sports wagering goes back to the players. I mean, that's statistically true across all sports books. Really? That sounds high. It, it is very high. A lot. It's a, it's a very high return to players in, in, um, in sports wagering. Um, probably the highest in, in most gambling. Huh. So if only 5% is kept as a hold. And so the state gets a percentage of the hold with a percentage, okay. most of that percentage going to the casinos and or the sporting platforms for running um, and in, the business, yeah, running the business, and and as the legislature, certainly a certain number of legislators said, was um, they didn't want the state to quote unquote take the risk of you know big losses or anything, and that's why yeah. the the casinos and or the platforms are are doing the day to day activities. Sorry, we can't fix those potholes anymore because yeah. we took it. Yeah, uh, exactly. On the, uh, yeah, the, on the, the Kansas Penn City state, Royals, yeah, the Penn State getting game the went south on us. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I understand. I understand the legislature's concern about that. I mean, I think that, you know, there are states out there that their lotteries do run sports wagering. And I think that if you look at any, it's like any gaming, you know, there may be days that are bad days for the casinos or for the lottery where we pay out, you know, there are days where we pay out, you know, $10 million for the traditional lottery. And then we're definitely going to take a loss that day for a winner, of hmm. course, you know, but, but in the days that, you know, and so that day looks really bad, but if you consider, you know, all of the other revenue that we're running through the rest of the year, it balances out in the end. And mm-hmm. I think that goes the same. That's the same and with the Kansas control. lottery pumps money, millions of dollars into the general state treasury. Yes. For sure. So what is the expectation about maybe the annual rate of state revenue for this? Maybe um, maybe more as it builds and grows? Yeah, I think that the way that, you know, the, the problem that we had when um, this whole thing was discussed it, back during the legislative session was that the numbers that were expected or proposed were all over the board. Some of them were just ridiculous. Some of them were reasonable and some of them were very conservative and we always sort of erred on the side of conservative because we just don't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. i mean i think that if you'd asked in you know 2019 what the you know what lottery or what casino numbers were going to be in 2020 the numbers you know were considerably you know the proposals were considerably higher than they turned out to be because unexpected consequences of, right. of the pandemic but right covid yeah and so you know i think that we always tend to err on the side of caution and those, so those are the numbers that we stuck with throughout sort of the process, and uh, we can get you those numbers. That's not a problem. And but we've we have not varied off of the numbers that we originally kind of stuck with during the legislative, you know, our fiscal note and so everything. You think a few million dollars a year? To yeah, it's it's not going to be considerable. Um, you yeah. know, the the money that the state earns from sports wagering is not going to be huge. I mean, it's it's never. I don't think it was designed to be the way that the bill was designed. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty. Um, you know, it's it, again, you know, with risk comes reward, and the legislature made the decision that less risk, less reward. So, yeah. So, part of the motivation of this was that there was so much uh, black market sports betting. True. Any idea how much illegal gambling is going on well, in a state like Kansas? I mean, you hear numbers, you know, worldwide about its, you know, you know, multi-billion dollar a year industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was clearly evidence that there was illegal wagering going on in the state uh, prior to, to Senate Bill 84 being passed and before becoming online. And I'm sure there's still illegal wagering going on now with people that don't want to go through the state system or go through a traditional casino or 
or platforms. So what it is in Kansas, I don't know. Um, and I think that we are definitely going to make a um, dent in that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any, you know, there's no right. reasonable way that uh, legal gaming is going to go away completely. But right. um, I do think that there is a reassurance in for the player in that if you place a wager with the four plat or the six platforms or the four casinos, you know you're going to get paid if you win, as opposed to some of the offshore, um, you know, industries out there that you know you may get paid, you may not get paid, and so right. I think that there's that uh, too know, much of a risk to that offshore business. Yeah. To me, yeah, I'm pretty I conservative. I for sure, know, I'm not a. I probably bought five lottery tickets in my life. <laughs> well, I won 10 bucks once yeah. and then forgot to turn it in. We have to work on that. Uh, come on. You know, we have to work on your traditional lottery. That's just, we'll, we'll, before we get done, we'll have a conversation about, you know, some of the fun games that we've got. Yeah. So I, I fantasize about winning millions of dollars, but uh, one of my problems is like, I actually yeah, play. Right? Absolutely. So let's explain what it would be like the experience mm-hmm. of somebody uh, engaging in sports wagering. Let's start mm-hmm. with the in-person. Let's just say okay. I walked into the Hollywood Casino up in Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I walk up to a counter. Mm-hmm. I presume that's the way it'll work. There are. Uh, I have not been to the Kansas City Casino yet. Their grand opening was last uh, Thursday, and I had a prior commitment where I had agreed to be on a panel discussion. I agreed to it months ago, so it was like one of those things I just couldn't get out of. And and so I have not been to the casino yet, but we did have people there, and of course the governor was there. Sure. And then of course uh, Kansas Star as well is open. But um, the way and their grand opening, by the way, is uh, tomorrow the eighth, and they're going to have uh, ribbon cutting. I think Jordy Nelson, Case you know, mm-hmm. football players. I've heard of it. Yeah. I figured you probably had, but, um, the way it works, um, is, is that they have a number of kiosks where you can go up and you can place your wagers or you can use the, the Barstool sports app that they, that they have at uh, Hollywood. So let's just not, not lose people yeah. here. There's a kiosk. Right. So I, it could be done electronically without actually talking to a person yes. at a kiosk. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what I'm familiar with is more of the Vegas. I right. You could walk up to somebody and say, "I want, Absolutely. I want to put twenty dollars on the Dodgers winning the World Series," and mm-hmm. the guy punched out a couple tickets. Right. And that was it. Yep, absolutely. And I think that some of the casinos, as they open, are going to have actually, and I think that there are definitely help desks, you know, for people that don't mm-hmm. want to use the kiosks as, as they go forward. There's actually counter help if they want to. And you, of course, have what you would typically envision, you know, for the Las Vegas style. Um, Sports book, you know, there's TVs everywhere. There's some nice right. seats, and we had a conversation with them on. Uh, gosh, I guess this is Wednesday. Uh, it was just yesterday. We had a conversation with them about, you know, over the weekend they had so many people in person there that wanted to sit and watch the games that they're going to have to expand the mm. the number of seats and TVs and that sort of thing. So it uh, it definitely so is you can so yeah. there might be a kiosk mm-hmm. now. Uh, all right, all right. So let's just stay inside the casino. Mm-hmm. You could electronically. Bet on sports, sure. While standing in a casino, right. So, um, so right now it's isolated to those buildings. If you want to do this in person thing, correct. Uh, if you if you're not a big technology person, mm-hmm. uh, you might do it uh, through online methods. True. So explain how that online part might work. Um, there, through the four casinos, there are six platforms that um, the state has approved as online sports wagering vendors platforms. And they were chosen by the casinos and they had to contract with the casinos for that purpose. The state's job in that in this situation, we had three duties. We had to um, come to a contractual um, agreement via an amendment to the contracts to allow sports wagering. Um, with the casinos. 
Then we had to uh, approve whatever agreements the casinos had with the sports platforms to make sure that they weren't somehow, you know, trying to bind the state as an example to some, you know, unholy, you know, alliance of, Mm. you know, the state shall pay all our losses kind of thing. And nobody did, of course. And so all the agreements were fine. And then uh, the Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission had to pass backgrounds on all of the six vendors. So hmm. uh, provisionally, they did that, I think, uh, the same week that they went live on the first. So all three of those things happened. And so we were ready to uh, flip the switch, and we did. And um, so if a player wants to play, they can go to any one of those six platforms. And they are, I keep having to remember these off the top of my head, FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, Barstool Sports, um, Let's see here. Um, uh, BetMGM, Caesars, and PointsBet. And so they can pick any one of those six or multiple um, versions of those. So any that we have players, I know that... You would have an account. Yeah, you just have an account. You sign up like you would any other application. And you, um, depending on the application, there are certainly incentives that people could be offered. You know, if you... Uh, if you play $5 with us, we'll give you X number of dollars to play. Or if you mm-hmm. play, you know, we're going to give you X number of dollars just for signing up. And, and you. And so right now there's a lot of yeah. competition among these entities to try to get brand loyalty. Absolutely. But if you notice, I mean, the interesting thing is, is that, like I said, a lot of players will sign up with multiple platforms um, for the opportunity to wager on any number of different things. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of the platforms are bound by what is known as the, the, the betting library or the gaming catalog, which is what the state has approved for um, the types of games and the wagers that can be placed, as an example. Um, Talking about the distinction between I bet on this team to win or right. in-game betting, like Those, the, the next play will correct. be a pass. Yeah, yeah, and even more than that, um, it's, uh, you know, wager, you know, type sports leagues from around the world. I mean, I ah. one of the things that I discovered was that there were a heck of a lot more sports uh, leagues and types of games out there that people wanted to wager on than I ever imagined. And you know, Korean and Japanese baseball was a lot more popular as a wagering uh, hmm. entity than I ever realized. But you have people that are placing wagers, obviously, on uh, Premier League uh, soccer from sure. Britain. You have European soccer. You have uh, Spanish. But it goes all the way down to, um, you know, regulated leagues in, you know, in far east, far east, uh, in Eastern European countries and, you know, places like that. So that's a part of the gaming catalog. And, you know, so we had to go through that process of, okay, are all of these regulated leagues or all of these things that are just oh, you know, not some, not some guy in his backyard calling, you know, balls and strikes for a game. So, um, it's, it, it's worked out well and we weren't sure that that was going to be done by the first, but it was. And so we all, so People can look at that when they get on the the sports book, when they get on their app, and they can make you know most people are going to make the you know the determination that we're going to wager on what you would expect: Major League Baseball, college mm-hmm. football, pro football, mm-hmm. pro basketball, sure. NHL, that sort of thing. But there are other people out there that really want to wager on other things, and they they find it entertaining to okay, I'm going to Swedish wager. lacrosse. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah exactly. I'm going to wager on something, and I'm going to go and I'm going to find a way that I can watch that game, and it's an entertainment. Oh. You know, it's a, I'm going to I'm going right. to I'm going to you know, get on my computer and I'm going to find a way to watch that game live. I don't care if it's at three 30 in the morning, I'm watching that game. And Boy. so, you know, there are people that just enjoy that as a, as an entertainment. Okay. Some of the limitations, if yep. you're placing an online bet, do you mm-hmm. have to be on Kansas soil to do, do that? You do. You, have you to can't be. necessarily bet from 
Florida. No, you can't. You've, even if you're a Kansas resident, you actually have to be physically located within the state. So we've already does had the app, that. app know that? Yeah, it does. Um, okay. Geofencing actually knows that, and it's so sophisticated that um, it knows exactly where you are. With Across the, the street? Where, yeah, pretty well. <laughs> I'll give you a, a fun story, and this is this is a true story that we had, and um, that uh, is another anecdotal story. But um, we had a guy who is located over on State Line Road on the Kansas side, and he mm-hmm. called and said, "I can't. I'm having trouble wagering." He says, "I can only wager if I go to my backyard, where I'm away from, you know, from State Line Road." And it's like, well, you know, we'll try to turn down the volume because you know he was just he was so close to the State Line. The the geofencing was saying, "No, you have to be Missouri." Sorry, and so huh. he would he just literally get up, walk to his back of his house. It's like okay, away. far away, and then and then mm-hmm. then he could place his okay. wager. All right, but but there are I will say you know along that line there are, you know apparently and this was reported by another news uh, agency that I haven't again no verification of this, but I mean there was like sixteen or seventeen thousand people in Missouri that tried to place wagers over the weekend on the mm-hmm. on Kansas apps either just to see if they could do it or they didn't understand how it worked. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, there's a lot of people don't understand the rules. You're gonna yeah. have to drive across the straight line. Yeah. Age limit. Uh, Twenty one. Dollar cap on bit bets. Um, it depends on the on the application. You have to look on the application. There are some that definitely have dollar wagers. They have a minimum wager and they have a maximum wager. Oh, um, it okay. depends on the wager. It depends on the on the platform and it depends on the sport. Some will accept wagers up to. Um, you know, example, $500,000 on a sport. Some will say it takes 250000 Now, way out of my league, but there are people out yeah. there that, you know, that have that, that money. Expendable and, income. Yeah. And it's, it's like every, like I guess you're going to bet that kind of money. You got to be willing to lose every now and then. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, a course and it's, it's, you know, people out there, you know, we view this sort of stuff as just like every other entertainment resource. It's an entertainment, it's a spend of an entertainment dollar. If you, right. if you're trying to spend it to, you know, Cover your your rent. Don't. <sighs> Not you a know. good idea. Don't. You mentioned marketing entities, mm-hmm. and I think were you talking about the potential of having these kiosks at Sporting Kansas City? Yeah the 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 bill authorizes each one of the four casinos to have what are up to fifty what are called marketing entities. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And they also then include on top of that. Uh, Casey Sporting and uh, and the Speedway and in that so there's two hundred. So you're talking about like the American Legion could yeah affiliate with one of these casinos. Correct and okay. yeah you're right exactly that there's a percentage of those uh, those um, uh, marketing entities that has to be attributed to um, fraternal organizations. So mm-hmm. again this is one of those things that in the law is a bit. It's a bit gray how that's supposed to work, and so um, you know the restaurants and the bars and the taverns and that sort of thing that want to um, work with the casinos to have a marketing agreement to offer sports wagering in house for them, whether it be a kiosk in certain occasions or through the mobile app, just through a you know, hey, if you want to come to the, our restaurant on Thursday nights, we're working with Hollywood, and you know, mm-hmm. we'll give you. You know, they're going to pay for, you know, a round of drinks and we're going to pay for, you know, and, a, and an appetizer and we're going to, you know, give you a certain amount of percentage on using the Barstool um, sporting book app. Wow. So, so that'd be, it'd be a big thing in sports bars. Yeah, yeah it, it depends on, you know, we're just, again, we're trying to figure out how it works because there's only 200 of them. And, you know, how do you then, you know, shoehorn all of the people that, you know, entities that might want to be interested in this into that 200, you know, group. How do we hmm. do it? And so we're we're trying to drill down with that, but uh, but the the problem is that the law was very clear that the casinos had to be up and operating first because all of those marketing agreements go through the casinos mm-hmm. and the agreements go through them. So Yeah, you want the the 
the baseline organization to function properly before you start Absolutely. throwing the spider web out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, didn't want to overcomplicate it right away. So opponents of all this have mm-hmm. raised arguments that were raised, no doubt, when the Kansas lottery was approved many years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's about problem gambling. Do you, sure. are, is there a concern about exacerbating those addictions? I think that that's a reasonable concern that you need to be, you know, anytime that you are, um, you know, yes. I mean, there, you should have to be concerned about, uh, you know, uh, problem gaming in any sort of environment, whether it be traditional lottery, whether it be casino gaming or whether now it be sports wagering. There's always a potential for that. And I can give the state credit in the fact that the lottery, the casinos, and now sports wagering gives a percentage of their income to the problem gaming and addictions fund mm-hmm. to have those resources available to people that are going to hit that level of, okay, maybe this is something I shouldn't be doing. Maybe I need to research a way to try and not do this as much. And also then, of course, there is at the traditional casinos, you have the um, voluntary exclusion list, mm-hmm. which you can sign up for. So you it. can opt out yourself. You can so opt you yourself don't let out. Me. Right. And you can yeah. opt out right now. You can opt out of sports gaming at the traditional, if you're on the um, uh, exclusion list at Hollywood and Kansas Star, then you're automatically on the sports wagering list for the sports book that are in house. You have to sign. You'll have to sign up separately if you want to try to do it online. So we're working towards that slowly but surely to getting people those resources. So refresh my memory. If I'm on, if I put myself on that list, mm-hmm. can I not get into the casinos, or can I just not wager? You any? can. You what, the way it works, and this is a racing and gaming question because they're the ones who are responsible for handling okay. the, the the voluntary exclusion list. But the way I remember it understands this is a decade ago. Um, that you put yourself on the exclusion list and you are basically agreeing that if you go into the casino that you can be charged with trespassing after the fact. And so you're agreeing not to come and you're not to play. And you can then also be uh, asked to forfeit your winnings should you have any. And so they they try to keep you out by removing the incentives for you being mm-hmm. there and uh and the food so might be good but not that good yeah and and but it's, <laughs> i mean there are a number of people and again we can get you a list of uh you know that's again it's more of a racing and gaming question but we do get sort of statistics from them every year about how many people and where they are and how uh you know the age ranges of people who are on those um mm-hmm. those lists so development law took a number of years other mm-hmm. states bypassed started and finished before kansas yeah. so what what were some of the political hiccups of this just it's complicated. It's it is it's very private business. It's government. It's I think all of those things, and I think that, like I mentioned before, you know, that Kansas being very unique, that we have to own and operate the gaming, mm-hmm. and then of course we have you know existing relationships with our casino partners that have gone on for you know well over a decade now, and of course they felt that they wanted to have a, a you know a stake, pardon the pun, in the uh, sports wagering arena, and so mm-hmm. there was a debate back and forth, and there were still people over in in the state house that are that felt like the lottery alone. Should should have been the ones that should have been handled sure. sports wagering because there are other state lotteries that do that. Um, but they then eventually made the decision that it should be run through the casinos and the state will continue to own and operate it and make the decisions on what types of wagers can be placed and what kinds of you know leagues can be bet on and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know the state will take a percentage of, of the hold. One of the things that didn't happen was there's some people that wanted to allow dog and horse racing. I right. don't think that was included in the legislation, was it? It wasn't. Um, and I think that there's uh, I've heard that there are questions now about whether that was an unintended consequence or whether it's not. But I think that 
Yeah, well, like the I, legislative process can be a little bit hazy. <laughs> Those late night sessions, what's a, in the that's bill? A, that's a very yeah. nice way oh, to put it. Oh, it's in there. Trust me. Yeah. And I think that, well, it's it, like everything in, like I mentioned, you know, there's some definite gray areas in Senate Bill 84. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not horse and dog racing or some of the issues that, that revolve around the marketing entities is something that a cleanup bill might happen next right. year. Right. So know. it would not be unusual to have a, a trailer bill, in a, say, in a 2023 legislative session that addresses some of the problem points. Although sure. you'd, they, I think they try to avoid that on really controversial issues mm-hmm. because you're opening a can of worms. Right. And uh, I think that know. there was enough, um, you know, it, it seems like there's anytime there's a wagering uh, bill or a gaming bill, there's always something that comes up that gets stuck on it or right. that, that, that maybe... <laughs> you know, has a question about whether it should be there or not. And that's always seems it could to be, be helpful or it could be a poison pill. Absolutely. Okay. Before we wrap up, I know you got other things to do. What's next for the, the Kansas lottery, the traditional lottery, traditional lottery. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. This is sort of our busiest weekends of the year right now. Um, Why this is weekend that? is, uh, well, you know, this weekend is our, is the Kansas speedway, their NASCAR race on Sunday. And okay. we also, we, the lottery, have been sponsors of the Speedway since it opened. It was originally lottery um, uh, money uh, through the um, uh, yeah, economic incentive fund that helped create the Speedway. And so we sponsor the Friday night race and then the two Saturday races. And, of course, then the big NASCAR race is sponsored by NASCAR on and Hollywood Casino on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we have players that we give away second chance drawings to that players want to come and go do that. So we're, we're handling that all, all through, you know, starting tomorrow night with our meet and greet for our players. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's, uh, our, uh, our speedway. But of course it's also this year, uh, because the speedway moved up the weekend, we also have our experience at the fair. So we have, we have a number of folks out at the fair that are doing that this weekend. And you're talking about the state, the, fair, the state fair, yeah, yeah. out in, in dear old Hutchinson. And, um, so we have a number of folks that are trying to cover that for two weeks. And then mm-hmm. we also, um, we take players to, um, we have a very good relationship with, um, our universities in the state. And so we, uh, we take players to, uh, KU and K-State um, events. And so there, we're sponsoring the K-State Missouri game in Manhattan on Saturday. So we have players at that and we have staff at that. Hmm. Um, and okay. so it's just a busy time. But also right. then uh, right now is also our Holiday Millionaire raffle launched uh, the same day sports wagering. And um, it's doing exceptionally well for this year too. So we're happy about that. Yeah, I want to get into my pet peeve about these mega uh, Winnings, where there's a you know eight hundred million dollars mm-hmm. available. If if you broke it into twenty pieces yeah. and twenty people could win a chunk of that, mm-hmm. I might play. You know, but that's not how big lotteries work. Well, you no, know, it's you interesting, it, and it, there's and I will tell you that that is an ongoing. And this is probably far beyond the scope of what you want to talk about today, but that's an interesting topic of discussion that is always up when you talk about. And I'm on the board for well, the multi state lottery association for because I'm an executive director for uh, Powerball mm-hmm. and so we talk about it all the time and then Mega Millions which is run by a different organization they talk about it all the time everybody always says well maybe we should break it up and have one big jackpot and then a bunch of smaller jackpots and people say they want that but when it comes down to having games that actually do that 
It never happens. I know. People always it doesn't wanna, work out. Yeah. People don't spend the money on the tickets. Right. That's that's your right. You're people, exactly yeah. right. People want to, you know, it's the, you know, somebody made. So if I was in charge, I'd probably kill the yeah. the lottery well, in America. Somebody, somebody made know, the joke that screw it up so bad. Somebody made the joke that everybody wants the, um, you know, the 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 multi distribution into multiple winners the day after the drawing. You know, it's the day before the drawing. They always want just one, you know, mega winner, and then after uh, the drawing, yeah. when they don't win, they want the everybody. I mean, how many winner. hundreds of millions does one person need? That's fair. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to wrap it up there. Okay. Stephen Durrell, Executive Director of the Kansas Lottery. Thanks for bringing us up to date on all this. We appreciate your time. My pleasure. It's been uh, great being here. It's great to see you again after all the COVID adventures. and uh, Yeah. In yeah. person yeah, and I everything. Know. It's, wow. It's but thanks for having us. Anytime you uh, have any other questions about what it is we do, we'd be happy to come back. All right. Thanks Thank so, you much. so much. Appreciate it.